Rick, once again, we get one of these guests that when you look at what he's accomplished in his life, it pales in comparison to us. Yeah. He's an actor. Yes. Both movies and theater. Mm -hmm. He's a magician. <laughs> okay. He's a photographer. That's, that's new. He's an expert skier. Yeah. All we right. talk to a guy who's, you can see pretty much all over the place on streaming services. His name is Gene Silver. The Minutia Men Celebrity Interview is up next. But first, take a listen to this other fine old pie show. I'm Howard Sudbury. I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, special guests, the Minutia Men, Rick Kempfer and David Stern, are our guests. And Steve, they've accomplished so much. Yeah, they have, including uh, what I'm going through right now. I just got a, my ascot on, and I have my cigarette holder and a cigarette and a nice glass of bourbon because I'm beginning to write the remainder of my book. You got a deadline. Next Tuesday deadline, my friend. You just ruined their promo. Oh, I thought we were on the same promo. You just jumped in on theirs. Well, I was under the impression that we were ad-libbing the promo. How about that, Steve? They've inspired me, Howard. They've inspired me. And they'll inspire you. On the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Uh, okay, fine. Screw it. I won't be on your damn promo either. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Man Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. Dave? We have yet another guest who has accomplished more in life than we have. Uh, first, uh, an accomplished magician, without question. That is the first, first magician, the first magician right. we've ever had on the show. He's performed uh -huh. for A-listers like Robert De Niro, Julia Roberts, Gwyneth Paltrow. He's also an expert skier, although I guess that didn't turn out so well last year. We'll get to that in a second. Uh -huh. Yeah. When he's not performing on stage in New York, you can catch him in just about every streaming show. It's currently trending like Them or Mosquito Coast. Please welcome Gene Silvers. And Gene, welcome. We loved you as Sergeant Bilko. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any relation to Phil Silvers? Uh, um, uh, no, actually, um, I'm going to reveal something. Uh, that's my stage uh, That's name. what I was thinking. I think it's going. his, too, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. I actually, I, I'll just say this. My, my legal real name sounds a little more Jewish. Yeah, okay. And so does his. <laughs> yeah. I Wait, what? <laughs> Phil actually, Silvers was Jewish? Yeah. No, but that, the funny thing is, it's actually the exact same last name as um, Gene Wilder's real last name. Oh, wow. Cool. And Gene Wilder and me have the same actual name. <laughs> what wow. Is, what, is okay. Gene, what is Gene Wilder's? Can you, well, we'll Silberman. have to look it up. What is it? Yeah. Silberman. Oh. Silberman. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. not that bad. I mean, I would have yeah. gone. Wasn't right. there wasn't there a famous uh, TV executive with that last name? Probably seven or eight of them. Joel, Joel Silver. Uh, yeah. Yes. All right. Well, I, went, I went to Hebrew school who, with a Gene Silverman, I think. You're, really? I, I don't know. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just surmising. Well, uh, uh, you know, we mentioned your arm. How's your arm? You had a, I guess you had a, a bad accident last horrific. year on the slopes. Everything okay? Um, well, that's your definition of okay. Um I can use my left hand, but it's it's forever changed. Wow. Um, I mean, uh, you want to hear a quick version of what happened? Yes. Yeah, we, yes. we have no commercial break. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, so um, I've, 
I've really gotten into skiing in the last decade. I'm constantly trying to challenge myself, and I got to a point of where I was I could ski double blacks pretty easily, and um, it's just my passion. And um, about a year and a half ago in January, I was up at Mammoth um, skiing with my friends, and um, I've been on blues the whole day. And I decided I want to I want to get on a double black. Do you guys know Mammoth at all? No, never been. Oh, oh no, you're from Chicago. You're from Chicago. Yeah. I forgot. It's it's just kind of flat there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I grew yeah. up in the Alps, though, so you know I do know oh, how to ski, right. but I just I've never been to Mammoth. Right, and we're calling okay. and we're talking to you from Mount Prospect, <laughs> Illinois. So that's a big mountain there. Nice, nice. Um, so anyway, it's it's a pretty big mountain, biggest one in California, and and I was went down a, this pretty steep double black and something called uh, wipeout shoots to give you an idea. Yeah, when they call it it's, wipeout shoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 no joke. So uh, anyway, it was real icy, and I was the only one on the the slope, um, and uh, my edge caught. They were just sharpened my skis. And I made one or two turns, my edge caught, and the ski popped off. Uh, and I found myself on my stomach, uh, shooting face down, uh, down the mountain, sort of like like a Superman pose, trying oh to stop my myself. Uh, going, it felt like 30 to 40 miles an hour. Holy and uh, there were these huge rock walls, because it's a couloir, it's between uh, oh. giant giant rock walls so um as i was flying towards another giant rock wall i i thought that i was gonna die and and i'm not i'm not joking there um i think at a certain point my left hand must have slammed against a rock and it 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 stopped me so hard that my feet flipped over my head and then i started to go into a high speed uh, tomahawk tumble oh my god i don't you know, if you've ever like when they show the cartoon of throwing a tomahawk, yeah, that was that was my body flipping head over feet down like a forty five degree slope um, until I blacked out, and uh, and then when I came to, I I just thank God that I hadn't slammed into one of the walls, uh, and my hand was blown up like a watermelon, and um, I was in heavy shock, and I had to be taken to the hospital, and um. Uh, and, and basically what happened was I, I, it had it smashed the lower part of my hand and my my thumb and uh, it was twisted. And uh, anyway, uh, after three surgeries and, and seven pins in my hand, uh, I now have like 80, 85 percent use of my hand and my, my thumb doesn't really bend at the middle knuckle anymore. Wow. Which, uh, which <laughs> kind of makes hard for me to magic with that hand. Yeah, it's hard to pull a rabbit out of the hat when you can't hold the rabbit, right? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I can hold the rabbit, but I can't tickle him with my thumb. Uh, wow. Was it on was it captured on film? Your fall? Uh no. No, I kind of wish it was because it was probably the hairiest fall imaginable. Well, I was just thinking um, of a money-making opportunity, the, the wide world of sports, you. Yeah. you know, the agony of defeat. Yeah. You know, I don't know if they've ever There's money in here, guy. Gene. we got to figure this out. <laughs> just... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's awful. That is awful. Now, are you going to go skiing again ever? Oh, I, I did. I went okay. skiing 13 times this year. I You know, I, I, a lot of my friends think um, 
think I'm crazy to get back on the snow, but I just love the sport so much. I uh, I had to get back on the snow, but I, to be perfectly honest, I was a little scared to do steep stuff now. Yeah, I, I can understand. You know, I took Dave skiing once out to Lake Tahoe, mm-hmm. and Dave oh, has never good. skied before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might have been uh, asking a lot to go right to you know Heavenly Valley or Squaw Valley. I forget where we were. It was Heavenly Valley. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Valley, and he. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, he he pretended to hyperextend his elbow and and spent the entire <laughs> weekend in a in the lodge. Now, uh, first of all, that is complete uh. bullshit. First of all, it was a casino and it was a poker room that I spent. There was no lodge there, and and it was a little. I don't. What is something that's a little less than hyperextended? How about? Sort of extended. How does that? You're talking to a man who's only 85% use of his hand. Yeah. It's time to come clean, yeah. Dave. Don't, don't talk to me about my elbow and your and your, your little thumb problem, all right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Honestly, though, before we get into your acting projects, because uh, you've got some, some really cool ones, I, I noticed uh, that Indian mysticism is a big part of your oh. life, and, and I, I'm a huge fan of the Beatles. I know how much <laughs> their experiences were like... You know, with transcendental meditation, with Not the Maharishi, Maharishi. right? Yeah. I mean, it shaped their work. George Harrison, it, all joking aside, it was the most important thing in his life. The rest of his life, yeah. How does it help you with your art? Um. Well, when when I do it, <laughs> it it helps tremendously. It's you know meditation and and. You know, Eastern philosophy and all that, it's not just an intellectual thing that you study and you understand it in your in your head. It's something that you have to uh, actually practice. Um, and there are these practices, meditation, hatha yoga, uh, chanting, there's a Sanskrit chanting. All these things help um, help deepen you and, and center you and uh, bring you closer to what the mystics call the the source or you know what have you so when you when and when you when you do it it helps still your mind focus you and connects you to a to a deeper less superficial place in yourself um and so when i do it uh consistently um it just i don't know it just gives me a deeper experience of of everything you know and obviously that includes acting because you, you're acting from yourself you're you're the the product you know and when you're deeper your work will be deeper do you ever do it like on set do you ever like uh, right before you go on or you have, is that part of your process at all sometimes you know it, it depends on the role it depends on the on the role sometimes i may just do it earlier in the morning just to sort of get myself centered but let's say the role that i played in them the character's very kind of disturbed and agitated right so so that I'm wouldn't not, help <laughs> you know for that for that you know it helps in the beginning of the day mm-hmm. just to sort of get you centered but then just before i go on set i, I don't meditate I, I do emotional preparations that get me into the state of the character and sometimes that state is agitation and not not calmness but um but yeah i I hope that that kind of answers yeah. your question. You know, you just mentioned uh, them, and I'm looking at a quote here from Stephen King. Basically, he's gone on record and said that it's it's scaring the shit out of him. Them, you know. And tell us a little bit about them. I've been I started watching it. Uh, I think it's great, and you must be very proud to be a part of this. But yeah, tell us a little bit about your role in the and uh, it's um, the, it's like the number one streaming 
show, I think, on Netflix or on is it it's Amazon, isn't it? Um, Amazon Prime, yeah. yeah Amazon I, Prime. I think it's like the number or was last week like it, the number it, one. It, yeah, it, it's been number one for a while. I don't I don't know what its status is this week, but um, but yeah. Um, well, first of all, when I got the call to audition for it, actually, a friend of mine, um, Craig McNeil. Um, wonderful director. Um, I did a film with him years ago in New York, and he had called me directly to to audition for this part. And uh, you know, I was beyond thrilled. I mean, this is a massive streaming show with big stars in it, and you know, and this this was originally like the second lead in the show. Got cut down a little bit, but it was it was um, it was a huge role. So. Um, I was first of all thrilled to audition for it, and then when I got it, I I, I couldn't believe it. Um, so, um, you guys want to ask me specific questions, or I could just kind of like tell you a bit of my experience. Um, well, tell us about your character. Yeah. Tell us about the character. Oh, my character. Okay, okay. Uh, well, first of all, my it's, it was kind of a crazy character. He's, um, I guess you could say, a crazy, a nineteenth century. Dutch uh, religious racist magician, right? <laughs> is, it, is he a magician too? Well, only only in private. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's a lot to fit on a business card. <laughs> that that is. So uh, you know, and, and when I first read the read the role, uh, some of the things that I had to do were um, pretty pretty abhorrent. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know if you know much about the show, but it's about how this uh, this black couple right. basically gets terrorized um, in the in the nineteen fifties in Compton, California, when it was just an all white suburb. Right. And and my episode is the origin story of the main villain, and that's uh, Christopher Heyerdahl. And uh, it starts out in this uh, this religious community uh in the 1860s this dutch religious community and i'm i'm the i keep provoking this guy uh, uh elder epps my characters uh, to provoke him and he's trying to be a good man but i i start out as a kind of a very hateful guy and um I, I I don't know if you guys saw the episode but i do some very bad things to uh to this uh, but it must have uh, been i mean I, I don't know. I'm not an actor myself, but when I talk to actors, sometimes being that bad guy, which you clearly are in this show, um, that it can it can be fun. It can be freeing. It can be like uh, you know, get to. I've always wanted to do this in real <laughs> life, but I, I don't. I don't know. Not what you did in the <laughs> yeah. show, but you know what you I mean. Know, it just it shows your chops. It, it get a chance to show what you can do. That that's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. So so yes, there was that element, but there was also the element. Is listen, I'll 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 just say this: one of the scenes, I'm burning out someone's eyes. Okay, come on, that's Tuesday here in Chicago. Yeah. That's Tuesday. Oh yeah, I we're pretty tough here in Chicago. Don't forget it's that. A rough city. <laughs> so anyway, so I I I do things that when I first read it, I'll, I'll be honest, I had. I had second thoughts about whether I was going to do this, even though it was such a massive opportunity. I, I thought, you know, with the way things are with the uh, um, with with the Black Lives yeah, Matter, yeah, yeah right, the divisiveness of, of of the world, and you know, um, yeah. Uh, and anyway, so I, I thought, 
Uh, and George Floyd, of course, mm-hmm. was right in the middle of that, too. Okay, yeah, I can I can see why he had second thoughts. <laughs> so, so I thought, you know, if I portray this character, and I do, the better job I do, the more hated I'm going to be. And um, I, I considered not doing it, and all my friends told me I was an idiot, and I had I had to do it. So, um, so yeah, we... Uh, so now you're the burning eyes guy. So now I'm, you know, the burning eyes magician. Oh my God, this is, you put that on a marquee, that'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think some magicians do stuff like that. You know, uh, David Blaine. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, so in, in order to even get behind a character like that and to bring some truth to it, see, that's the thing. There's two ways of playing a villain. You could just act the act the shit out of it, and you know, mush, mustache twirling, have right. fun with yeah. villain, kind of a villain, and and that's one way of doing it, and and you can have fun doing it that way. That's like the James Bond villain, right? You, you know? right. But but then in in this sort of a thing, the, the, it's a much more realistic, much more serious topic. Um, so I, I didn't want to approach it that way. I somehow wanted to bring my own feelings into it to bring the character to life. And since I'm not remotely racist, um, you know, I'm I'm married to a multi-ethnic woman, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so in order to get into the character, I had to find alternate ways of of getting that those feelings than than that. And that, you know, that was the challenge. To, to get into it and um so so get on our couch here for a second um <laughs> oh okay. so uh what, first of all what kind yeah. of insurance do you have <laughs> could you sell us uh, i don't know 300 bucks in there now yeah. were, were you uh were you imagining i don't know uh yeah. an a old girlfriend <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. uh well you know, you know. The, the, the thing is at, at first i could see this this character um it's elder luther has a lot of jealousy towards uh, christopher heyerdahl's character he's he's much taller than me he's a very good looking guy and all the community gets his respect so so that so that it starts out of me being very jealous of him so i could see that from the get go before the the, the black people even came into the the scene i was already worked up so you know what i what I sort of created was that my character had very low self-esteem. He was very jealous. He was the guy that always felt he got the short end of the stick. So there was all those feelings of, of, of feeling small to begin with. And then these, these, this black couple comes into the scene, and, and essentially there's one scene uh, where there's this well. And uh, we've been trying to find water for months, and um, I challenge him to 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 figure this out he goes in the well and in in an hour he finds water and makes me look like a fool and from that point on my character's off to the races to to sort of stick it to him so what you know the way i i got into it was that he made me feel like a fool he triggered my feelings of inadequacy and and brought and brought all that up and 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 so all my anger and all my vengeance was coming out of me from past hurts from from me feeling bad about myself and he just became my target rather than me feeling that way because he was black you know even though it appeared that way in the words for me it was coming from a different place and a, a place that i you know unfortunately 
can tap into yeah. from my I think, my junior high school and high school <laughs> yeah, days. I yeah. think we all can. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Before we continue any further with Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. On the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we finally get around to talking about hot collector cars for this year. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for this story and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Rick Kempfer. I'm Adam Howitt. And we're the co-hosts of Free Kicks, a show about international and particularly English Premier League soccer. On an all-new Free Kicks. This week, we preview the Champions League final. Plus my favorite feature, guess the Premier League star. Listen to Free Kicks now on Google Podcasts, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And because it's football, try doing it without using your hands. And we're back. Well, you know, you're also uh, with uh, the show The Mosquito Coast, which is on Apple, right? And that's uh, another streaming hit, a remake of the 80s movie, The Mosquito Coast, right? With um, Yes, yeah, based on the book. It's it's right. a different version, but it's it's based on the book. And Justin Theroux, the, the star of it, he happens to be the nephew the of nephew, the actual right. writer. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it looks great, and I love the original movie with Harrison Ford. I have not had a chance to uh, check this one out yet, but uh, another another gig on a hit streaming show. Got to feel great about that. Oh, of course I do. Of course I do. I got a, I got a funny story related to that and skiing. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> Tie it all in. Um, I had booked the role, and uh, it was actually the sheriff of Yuma, Arizona, and, uh, you know, I was in, so excited. Um, and I went skiing about two weeks before that. Um, and that's when I got into that accident. Oh, my God. Um, so, you know, as I was laying there right after the accident, the, you know, my first thought was, you know, <laughs> thank God I survived. And then my second thought was, oh, shit. shit yeah, I lost the role. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just lost the role. Um and uh, so I, you know, my agent doesn't even know this. If he hears this interview, I'm up shit creek. But, you know, I, I, I told him it was a car accident. I was, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Take yeah. the cat's out of the bag, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want him to know how incredibly irresponsible I was. But, you know, I'd never gotten into a ski accident ever. So, yeah. you know. Nah, I've been not, skiing for 45 years and never gotten into one. So I yeah. totally understand what you're right. saying. And, you know, you, and the first time I did, I got that horrible hyperextended right. elbow. And, and so Dave I mean, also yeah. has never um, gotten into terrible. an accident. Right. <laughs> but, um, so my agent, um, my agent, I said, look, you got to reach out to production and, and tell them my arm is going to be in the cast. And, um, and I thought that's it. And so they they he reached out to production and ultimately the uh, director uh, Rupert Wyatt. And he he directed Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So this yeah. was a pretty major, yeah, major, major guy. And to Rupert's credit, to Rupert Wyatt's credit, he said it's okay. The uh, the sheriff can have a cast. Mm. <laughs> and, oh, you know, good. Who knows? He, he part of being law enforcement. Yeah. You know, you never know what could happen. So, um, so thank God he allowed me to do the role. And you can see my character has a cast. Um, he had everyone sign it. So it looked kind of cool. He, in fact, he even had me gesticulate with my arm to show the cast as, oh, a, cool. as a quirk of the character. 
And um, but while but but this was literally a week and a half after I got into this accident, I was in extreme pain and kind of whacked out on oxycodone. Yeah, I bet. So I'm not even sure how I got through it. I I did. I did. did. (laughs) Well, didn't who was the uh, major league pitcher who? Pitched a perfect game on acid. A Doc Ellis. Yeah, <laughs> Doc Ellis. So you kind of, yeah. That was kind of what you did. Yeah. yeah. You, Wait, you, on acid, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Doc yeah, Ellis. In the Probably 60s. why he pitched a perfect <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Uh, in the zone. Yep, exactly. You right. know, uh, there was a Cubs player named Ron Santo who was in the Hall of Fame, and he had diabetes, and he would go up to bat – uh, just and and pick out the middle ball coming in because he would see three balls on the way in, right. and he figured, well, the middle one, that's got to be the one, right? And that's why he batted three thirty three, right? You know, uh, uh, you know, I'm looking at your bio right now, and I notice you're also a photographer. Come on, man, now you're piling on. Can you just sit still? You're a magician. You're a photographer. You're a skier. Well, All well. That's it's okay, but look, I don't beat the resume of the guy you just had on, Jonathan Stoddard. I listened to uh-huh. that, you know, the, the 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 chef, physicist, actor, yeah, right. Irish Jew, yeah. Irish <laughs> Jew, yeah, Mexican Irish Jew. So yeah, he's got me beat for sure. But um, um, yes, yes, I I take actors' headshots, and um, my dad was uh, a photographer or. He was actually a pharmacist who, who, who was kind of forced to find a, a profession, and so he ultimately became a photographer uh, as a hobby and passed the interest down to me. So, um, and I had a dark room growing up as a kid, and oh, um, cool! And so, um, I've always loved photography and made it, you know, one of my my part time jobs. Um, I even have a website. It's genesowersphotography.com. Okay, we're going to let you get all your plugs in here in a second. There was yes, just yes, one, yes. <laughs> one, one last thing I wanted to ask you about, and that, you know, we've been talking about the magician thing kind of jokingly, but what is your, what's your, uh, what's your signature trick that you do? Are you as sawing a, a lady in half? Are you making the. What's, what's the, you know, if you get a Gene Silvers, you know you're getting right. this trick yeah. every time. Yeah. What, yeah. What is your. Well, you know, it, it depends. I do both kids' shows and adult shows. So that would depend on whether it's a kids' show or an adult show. Okay. Um, if, okay, if it's a kids' show, it would be the famous cookie, chocolate chip cookie on the butt trick. Okay. Okay. I don't think I've seen that. Tell me. Yeah, very few people did it. I actually, the only magician that I've ever seen do it is that is that was an old uh, talk show, uh, kids show host called Bob McAllister, and um, I saw it and I said I have to do this. And so, as far as I know, I'm one of the only magicians that does it. Basically, I I, I bring a kid up and uh, you know I I say I'm going to put uh, some food in the bag and and I lead them towards chocolate chip cookies. And then I start pulling invisible chocolate chip cookies out of the air and I drop them into this empty paper bag. And then I have the kid do it. And every time he reaches in the air, I, I, I say, hey, wait a second. What's that in your armpit? And I pull out a chocolate chip cookie uh... from the kid's armpit. And I do this several times, you know, hopefully to uh, to, to, to laughter. And uh, then I have all the kids throw invisible cookies at the bag and I pretend that they're coming at my face, I turn around and there's a big chocolate chip cookie stuck, up, stuck on my butt. <laughs> oh. Uh, you know, Sneaky. and all the, 
all the kids go nuts screaming, it's on your butt, it's on your butt. <laughs> I'm like, it's on my what? It's on my what? It's your butt, your butt. I go, what? No. I mean, you know, I start looking behind me, under the table, under my hat, and, you know. You're hired. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sadly, my kids have had their bot and bot or their b'nai mitzvahs, but you would have been the headliner. Damn, if we only knew you 10 years ago when our kids were young. Ah, yes, yes, yes. And then in the end, I I end up dumping the bag out. It's filled with cookies now. Right. So that's that's the that's my that's one of my signature tricks for my kids show. Okay, so let's get a little darker. Let's let's go to the other little. Let's see. Oh, well, there's there's this one thing that I really love. It's a card trick where I will, um, I'll 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 um, have someone shuffle a deck of cards, have them split the deck in two. Then from their half, I'll have them select one card, put it into my half. Then I'll put that into the card case, have them hold the card case. I'll stand back and. Um, hypnotize them or pretend to hypnotize them and uh as this happens slowly their card in their hands rises up out of the deck Ooh, creepy Ooh. And, and yeah and uh I'm, i might add i've done that to gwyneth paltrow right. and i hypnotized her with a rubber chicken <laughs> right, and the while, restraining while order. Chris, how long is the restraining order? Uh, is it, is it while gone Chris yet? Martin was watching. <laughs> wow, that's awesome! All right, now now it's plug time. Now you've got all these things to plug. If people oh, want to wow. follow Gene Silvers, where do they do it? Wow. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, I'm really old school, meaning I've I've never really gotten on social media. Okay, well that's a fad, Gene. I yeah. wouldn't waste no our time gonna, on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I have I have my own personal Facebook page. There you go. Um, I mean, I guess I could. Do you have a I, website? I guess, do you I, guess I can a... select who who's going to be my friend and who's not based <laughs> on how crazy they seem. Um, our listeners are all mostly sane. Yeah. That's uh, good. Man. That's good. Yeah. Give or well, take a few thousand. It's always good to have a couple of nuts. Yeah. But um, it's just Gene Gene Silver's at Facebook. I mean, um, that's 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 about it. I I haven't gotten a Twitter account, or I think I have an Instagram account, but I don't use it too much, <laughs> uh, but, which is not a great thing for a photographer. Wait, but, but you have a but you have a website for the photography. What is it again? Gene Silver's it, photography. GeneSilversPhotography.com. All right, well, there you go. Well, there's a plug. Yeah. Oh, oh, and and um, I guess for magic, well, you know, that would be only applicable if you live in L.A. Sure. or sure. New York, <laughs> because okay. uh, you know, I I still have a place in New York, um, uh, so I do shows there mainly during December for the corporate Christmas parties, um, how would you find me, Gene? Just Google Gene the Magician. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, they could reach me through Facebook if if they're interested. Well, here, what what's your wife's social media account? Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, How about uh, your social security yeah, number? Credit card oh, number? Yeah. Can we have that? Why don't I just give 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 the public every every? That's <laughs> probably the best way to go because people will find you. Trust me, yeah. they will find you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Gene, thanks. Um, well, you know, this has really this been great. fun. Uh, you know, we've never had someone with your uh, diverse uh, background on the show, and it, it really was uh, a great uh, I mean, chat. we've had Jews on. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> we're, we're half Jewish ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but the thing is, m- the reason my name was changed was my first manager thought I didn't look very Jewish at all. I've got kind of reddish blonde hair, blue eyes, mm-hmm. and I, I, I look kind of more irish a little more so goyish well, if you will well, i look like a goy I yeah. look like a goy well just like jonathan stoddard so you exactly we, that, oh exactly. this is creepy we're gonna start a whole trend here <laughs> yeah, right that's it blue the blue-eyed jew club <laughs> yeah, right and for the seven of you i thoroughly really enjoy it uh yep, yep. hey thanks gene we really appreciate it and let's keep in touch if you come in chicago uh-huh. come on in we'll be happy to we'll take you on a tour of the studios yeah. All right. Which is Rick's, right. basically Rick's. My my dining room. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, that's, okay. that's what podcasts are now. But thanks, Gene. We really appreciate it. So long. Sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Distributed by Ed Silla from the Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another edition of Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of OPI Productions. Tony, can you shut up? And Friends, starring me, Tommy. <laughs> and me, Kimmy. And me, Sam. Come meet your new best friends. <laughs> and hey, if you want to listen to our show, this is what it sounds like exactly. It's all about those conversations you can only have with your true friends. So come meet your new friends, Tommy. Kimmy. Sam. Right here with Ann Friends. Me want you as friends. <laughs> Radiomisfits.com. I'm Rick Kemper. And I'm Dave Stern. We host a podcast called Minutia Men, where we talk about stories like... No German words? What's wrong with you, Texas? The man with the world's longest name. World's stupidest Spider-Man. Prince Harry's new job. And my brush with Carol King. Listen to Minutia Men now on Amazon Music Podcast, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits.